0: Name of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. The text for the sermon this evening comes from the gospel lesson read a moment ago, especially verse 16. And the shepherds went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. Dear Saints, Merry Christmas. On this night, we join our voices with those of the shepherds on that first Christmas, and we continue on this day uh, to proclaim the gospel that they once heard from the angels, and they went on to proclaim to their families, to their friends, and to the world. And so it's been going on now for some 2,023 years, give or take a year, depending on how you count it. We proclaim this gospel truth, not only with our words, but also by song. Christians have been singing of this Christmas joy since the beginning because we sing about what we love and we remember the stuff that we sing about. And so perhaps the greatest or the most well known of all the hymns of Christianity are the Christmas hymns, right? And everyone has their favorite, Away in a Manger, Silent Night, I really enjoy O come, all ye faithful. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come to Bethlehem. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. O come, all ye faithful, for your God is born for you. But the fact is, not all of us here I've been so faithful have we there's no doubt that perhaps some of you have been dragged here against your will by your spouse or your well-meaning parents or in-laws God bless them but the Savior was born for you too and so also for those of you that maybe it's been a while since you've been in the Lord's house to receive his gifts, maybe a long while. That's not being very faithful to him, is it? And yet, your Lord is born for you. And if we're honest, we all struggle with our faithfulness, don't we? If especially faithfulness means obedience, to our Lord and doing the right thing by him. It's not the greatest show of faithfulness for those of us who have failed to honor and love our parents as we should, perhaps ignoring them or angering them, and especially as they age for failing to care for them as they once cared for you in in your days of diapers. Nor is it all that faithful for those of you who have let anger dwell in your heart against family and friends or co-workers, clinging to those grudges over those words spoken so many years ago, yet you can't let it go. Some of you spouses have been unfaithful to God by your unfaithfulness to your spouse, failing to honor and love till death parts you as you vowed, not coming before each other in selfless weakness and humility, but rather insisting on your own way. As you already know, your unfaithfulness isn't limited to just your body, but what have you done with your eyes and your heart? You call that faithfulness? And your failure to help those in need or to show generosity and contentment with all that God has entrusted to you have you been faithful in your quest to make more money and secure a better retirement or better vacation or better everything? Have you been faithful to your children as you've made an idol out of your career? In your online browsing and conversations, have you been faithful to what God has called you to be and to write and to look at in your great suffocating fears of sickness and death and your anxieties about the future have you been faithful to God now we could go on and on but I think hopefully you get the point in the season of oh come all ye faithful have any of us really been all that faithful and if you think you have If you think that you've demonstrated the ideal faithfulness to God, and you've maybe spent the last few minutes judging others as guiltier than yourself, then you are blind to your pride. And in your pride, you've forgotten that Jesus has only died for sinners. And if you have no sin, then you need no savior. The fact is, no one, has been faithful to God and so this Christmas Eve we find ourselves in good company with the shepherds from that first Christmas night now the shepherds are, are kind of like side a side story in everybody's major scenes at home you see pictures maybe the shepherds are on there as you as you look at the commentaries and read about the history of shepherds they were some pretty rough dudes they weren't exactly the kind of guy that you hoped your daughters would grow up and marry. They were the, maybe considered the bottom of the social, the social classes. They slept outside with the sheep. They were smelly. They perhaps had foul language. All the things we can maybe picture in a 17th century sailor, right? But not just their behavior, but also these guys, they knew their lives of shame they knew their, their broken pasts. They didn't maybe have much to look forward to in this life or much to hope in. And they would have also had stories. Now, when you look at a manger scene, everybody knows Jesus and Mary and Joseph. But what about the shepherds? They would have had names and, and maybe parents who had just died or were dying, or even children, grandchildren. Who are suffering and troubled in some great way They were mourning on that night maybe they themselves knew that their last day was drawing near and those shepherds they were working the night shift after all so maybe they needed some extra cash they were anxious about money maybe you can relate to that But maybe it wasn't just money they were after, maybe they were not going home because they were avoiding family, maybe avoiding their spouse or children because things weren't so great at home, or perhaps they had no one at home at all, and they were shepherding in loneliness, feeling unloved. These shepherds were in the darkness of sin and they knew it with sinful pasts lives of shame, broken families, and not much hope. And to these shepherds, not some great famous person, but to these shepherds, the angels appeared. Luke 2, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them And they were filled with fear. The text says they 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 feared a great fear. They were terrified. Obviously, they were terrified. Some giant, scary, sword-carrying angels appeared to them. That would have scared anyone. But these guys knew this was likely the end for them. They're about to meet their maker. Their whole life flashes before their eyes. If anyone deserved judgment, they knew that it was them. And they were terrified. And into their fear the angel spoke, not threats of judgment and anger, but rather comfort and kindness. Luke 2, the angel said to them, fear not, for, note he didn't say, you really haven't been all that bad. Fear not, I've got good news, other people are worse than you. Fear not, I've got good news, I've, I've got a way to show you how to fix yourself and clean up your life so you don't need to be scared about looking so bad anymore. None of that. He says, behold, I bring you good news of great joy, for unto you is born a Savior. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's apart from you, this gift. For you. Not just for everyone, as if I were to say, I love all of you, in some generic, general way. But specifically to these shepherds, the angels look down and say, for you is a Savior. A Savior from your sin, from your death, from your shame that haunts you from your brokenness that plagues your life and robs you of peace and joy for you as born a savior the good news is not anything you could begin to do anyway he will do it all for you and this will be a sign for you the angels say this will be a sign Now, what could be a greater sign than what's already come the angels have already broken in. There's a bright, the glory of God showing around them. So imagine the bright lights, flying angels. Then he- heaven empties itself of all of these angels, a multitude of heavenly hosts. The angels crying out, glory to God in the highest. I, I imagine when the shepherds go home that night and they're telling their family, about, you can't believe what I saw. They're going to say the most impressive thing that they saw. And what would you think that would be? was this baby. As the angel said, this will be a sign for you, nothing impressive to the eye. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying not in a hospital bed, but in a manger. A baby in a manger. For this Lord comes to us not in these outly great shows of power and strength. But he comes in the weakness of a baby, born in the manger, so he could go to the cross in great weakness and die in our place. This Lord who comes in weakness continues to come to us in the same weakness, with nothing impressive to the eye as he speaks his word of forgiveness into our ears, as he puts his name upon us in holy baptism with simple water, and feeds his body and blood into our mouths with his supper." simple to the eye yes and yet great what our lord is doing there and so in hearing this from the shepherds uh hearing this great news from the angels rather the shepherds they go running they can't control themselves this will be a sign a baby in a manger and they and they scoop up you can just imagine they scoop up the little baby sheep they can't keep up with the crowd And they scoop up their sin and their shame and their broken lives and they go running because they want to see this Savior with their own eyes. They go running to Jesus. And that is what it means to be a Christian. If you remember nothing from tonight, know this, that it is a faithful Christian. A faithful Christian is not the person who does not sin, but it's the person who takes their sin to their Lord Jesus. That is what it means to be faithful. It is not sinlessness but running to Jesus with your sin and giving it to him. That is faithful. Not the sinless life that needs no savior, but the faithful Christian fights against sin for the good of others, yet often fails. And when he does, he runs to Jesus for forgiveness. That is the faithful Christian. So come all ye faithful and unfaithful, all of us, Luke 2, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. So note, after encountering their Savior, they don't just quit their life and, and become missionaries or something. They go back to their shepherding. And yet these shepherds were forever changed. They would never be the same. And it's not that all of a sudden their life became perfect that all of a sudden all their debts went away, all their diseases were magically healed, they had no more fears and anxieties, and everything was just angels and butterflies for the rest of their life. No, they still had all the problems they had before. And yet now they knew they had a savior. They knew they no longer needed to live in fear for they had a savior from their sin and from their death. They no longer needed to feel suffocated from their anxieties of this life for they had been freed from their idols by the true God. They knew that they were loved and they would never be alone. For their savior had come and now they could have peace and joy, living in the joy of their savior and running to him for forgiveness whenever they failed, whether it was in their shepherding, going home to their families, whatever it was in their life. It flowed out from what they had seen that night and that savior and into what they, what they lived the rest of their life. And so it is for us and for our children this day. We who look to the manger from our anxious, busy, guilt-stricken, often lonely and unfaithful lives to us is born a savior, Jesus was born for you, that he would go to the cross and die for you, to free you from sin's grasp, to bring joy into your despair and peace into your chaos Fear not. May your life be forever changed by this reality. That your God has become man for you. He died for you. He rose for you. He forgives you. And he is with you. So, dear Christians, come all ye faithful, but especially come all you unfaithful. Let us adore him, Let us rejoice, let us sing, and feast. For we have a Savior, Christ the Lord, who died for shepherds and sinners like us. In the name of Jesus. Amen.